He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Allegedly Bravo. I'm Lauren. And today we're going to be talking about this quote unquote Bethany Frankel lawsuit. Okay. I cannot. I'm so overwhelmed with upsetness over how this is all playing out in the media. Um, Of course, it's overblown, way out of proportion. Um, There is no lawsuit. That's the thing. Bethany isn't suing Bravo at this moment. There is no lawsuit. Nothing has been filed. Anyway, we're going to be talking about this demand for immediate litigation preservation hold. I'm actually going to share my screen and then the people who are watching on Patreon will get to go along and like watch, you know, read the letter while we're going through it. So it's on page one right now. Um, And then I'll just keep scrolling and you guys can read it, read along. So anyway, this letter was written by these attorneys that Bethany hired And we know Bethany hired them because she's all over their website and I believe she said so, but you know, I didn't actually read an article that said that. So that's just secondhand information that I have. But this guy who's one of the main attorneys is named Brian J. Friedman. Okay. So he was on TMZ and TMZ, it was Harvey and some other guy who I'd never seen before. These two men were interviewing attorney Brian Friedman, and it was really interesting. And like, uh, I'm sorry to say this, but Harvey, he literally looks like he was on that island with the volleyball that Tom Hanks was on. I don't know what has what is going on over there. Like, I don't know. Our time's tough. I'm not too sure. But Harvey, Harvey looks bad. He looks rough. Like he needs a haircut. He needs a shave. You can't grow a beard and expect us to just overlook the fact that I think he's 5'2", which you can't help. But I'm just saying, like, you don't just grow a beard and now we, like, think of you differently. You know what I mean? And I think that's sort of the vibe that Harvey's going for just based on this, like, three-minute interaction that I had with him watching this video that Brian Friedman was on. So Harvey's interviewing attorney Brian Friedman. The video's kind of odd because Brian is like standing up the whole time. And I just, I found that to be kind of funny because it's like, just sit down. Like, why are we standing? It just made me nervous. It's like one of those things where it's like, sit down, you know, maybe that's dramatic of me, but that's just how I felt. Um, just one second, because I really want to like play the video recording of this guy. Um, is TMZ the news? See, that's what I'm not sure of. So, um, I'm just going to play a little bit of it and like 15 seconds. So just let's take a look and a listen. If you're watching on Patreon, you'll be able to see this man standing up. If not, I bet you could get the vibe that he's standing up just by listening. Many people, first of all, um, are you representing here? Is it a specific number, a growing number? Um, what are we talking about? We're, we're talking about right now 
10, 15 people that okay. are interested. So we're talking about right now 10 or 15 people. So we have Bethany. And then apparently we have Hannah Burner, Paige DeSorbo, and people from The Bachelor. Confused. That's just what I heard. But so right now, Brian Friedman is saying that there are 10 to 15 people on board, right? You all just heard that. Um, I've talked to over 50 people that would like to join. Um, there are going to be so 10 to 15 are interested. 50 want to join. What's the difference between being interested and wanting to join? I'm not too sure. But I thought that was interesting rhetoric. Okay, what else is he going to say? Come out. Because there's hundreds of people that have been exploited. They've been, you know, there's children that have been exploited. So there's 10 right now. There's going to be 50. But there's actually going to be hundreds. So we just have no finger on the pulse here. Like there could be hundreds. There could be 10 to 15. It's a little odd. Why are you saying there's hundreds of people who are down to like join this lawsuit? It's not a lawsuit. Nothing's been filed. And there's 10 to 15 people interested, but also 50, but also 100. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I don't know. There's people with mental mental illness that have been exploited. There's um, people exploited based on their race, based on their gender, based on their height. Based. These are huge accusations to make. Like this guy is saying, listen, at least 10 to 15 people involved are who want to get involved in this are saying and then up to 100 anywhere between 10 and 100 people are saying that there's child exploitation happening on Bravo. Like that's kind of a zinger. And then like preying on mental illness. What does that mean? What does that mean? Preying on mental illness? Like is, I bet there's a lot of below deck people involved. Remember Rocky 
um, from below deck with the curly hair and she like jumped off the boat. She just couldn't handle how mean people were being to that big chef who only made beef cheeks. I bet she's involved. Based on their gender, based on their height. Okay, I think we need to go backwards for a second. There's um, people exploited based on their race, based on their gender, based on their height. I think I actually did just discriminate against Harvey based on his height because I said just because he has a beard doesn't mean he's not 5'2". So you know what? Maybe we should stop doing things like that. And maybe I'm part of the problem. Based on their, you know, their, their mental illness. He's really leaning into the mental illness aspect of it. And I find that really interesting. Exploiting people who have mental illness and, and they've created and exacerbated that mental illness and filmed around that mental illness, made fun of it. Um, okay. Exact- if we took a shot every time this man said mental illness in that, those last five seconds, like we would all die. Like that was a lot of times to be saying that mental illness, mental illness. Like, so now they're saying Bravo created mental illness and exacerbated mental illness and then exploited it. So this is a lot of wrongdoing that these accusations are, are saying. And then had them go into, in, in, into facilities to help them recover from mental health, only to get them right back on the show and, and, and film that. Who could that be? I That's what I don't understand because people are saying, oh, Raquel's involved, Rachel's involved. And I think the only reason why people think Rachel's involved is because this man just said, like, Bravo sent people over to facilities and then had them get better and then put them right back on the show. I think that's what what people like led them to believe that Raquel was involved. But I, I don't, I don't think anyone's involved quite frankly, but I think these are really big accusations. Let's keep listening to what he has to say. And it's disgusting. It's deplorable. And, and you know, it's one thing if you're paid for something like that, you understand what you're doing, but when you're paid next to nothing for it, and children are exploited. Mental illness is exploited. But um, if that you know, is about Raquel, then I am excited that she is getting right back in, right back on the show. But the reason why I don't think it's about Raquel is because at this point, we haven't seen Raquel come back on the show or heard anything from her. So it would be interesting if this was the first move. Sexism, racism, all of it. It's not okay. And it's got to stop. Well, people may sign up. To be treated a certain way. So that's interesting that what he's kind of saying is all these exploitations and the mental health issues, no one was paid for that. Time and time and time again is that they are berated, they're belittled. And it's one thing to put them in that situation and that they know what they're doing. It's another These thing are to- really big trigger words. Sexism, racism minor exploitation like these are serious charges to be making against not charges like criminal charges charges like accusations illegally recording them while they're having sex distributing that in violation of revenge porn laws there's one thing about signing up and waiving certain rights there's another thing about the inability to waive rights that are legal laws that are protected for you. 
This is so bad that, you know, I'll, I'll just show something. This okay, so I haven't seen the fourth wall be broken where people show production like yelling at these people who are on these programs. Um, I mean, I guess why would they show that? Why would they be assholes to these people and then put it on TV? So that I can understand why we don't see that. But there's a lot of people who have books and a lot of people who have podcasts and a lot of people who have left the shows. And I haven't heard any of the people say anything like this. I think there's been little things here and there like we had. And not that these are little things, but I mean, instead of one big mountain of accusations like we're having here, there's been one-on-one accusations. Like I'm talking like Brandy and uh, the Manzo lady, you know, those kinds of things. I think maybe someone, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish we knew whether this was true or not, but at this point, these are all just like serious accusations and no one's filed a lawsuit. Okay. Revenge porn law. So what he's saying is these people are being recorded having sex. And then I guess Bravo's like trying to shop the footage, which is another thing I haven't heard. Do I believe it? I mean, probably like they put all those cameras up in the winter house houses, the summer house houses, the um below deck people's little rooms. Of course, they have footage of people having sex. Uh, They show it to us. And yeah, it's gross. Maybe there needs to be a little bit more rules on how about after everyone goes to sleep, the cameras turn off and they're not re- recording 24 hours. I think that would be great. I'll, I'll just show something. This is so bad that this is something I was I was provided with. If you can read the front of it and I'll walk up to the camera, it says slave contract. Okay, this part is going to be actually really bad. Um, I couldn't believe it. This seems ridiculous. An actual slave contract. Like, like, like you're going to be able to have someone sign a slave contract? That's, that's an actual contract for a show? That's an actual contract between two people that allows filmmaking. A slave out. contract. Uh, it's redacted, so I don't know who this is between. Um, I would be curious to know who this is between. I think if it is between Bravo and a person, I don't know why the attorney would redact Bravo from it. Um, so I'm curious as to the slave contract. Um, I also wish that he would have held it up to the camera and then not moved a bunch because I would have loved to read that contract. But unfortunately, this video is the blurriest fucking video I've ever watched in my life. And he walked up to the camera, showed the slave contract, and then quickly walked away. So I didn't really get to read it. There's a sexiness to being on reality TV. They suck you in and then they force you in a position to do something or say something, which not only ruins yourself on that show, but it ruins yourself for the rest of your life. And some of these are children. It's not okay. Okay. About that. I personally don't think anyone can make you do or say anything you don't want to do or say. If you did or said something, you probably did or said you did it. Like you did or said the thing. So here's where I'm at with this whole lawsuit thing. 
I think the union idea is fabulous. Let's get a union going. Let's really make some change here. Let's do the right thing. Of course. Of course. Let's do the union. But this is not. And I've never started a union, but from my perspective, this is not going the way I would want my union to start out. Like, it just seems very accusatory, which I guess is sort of a point of starting a union as you're saying, you're not treating me fair and this and that and the other thing. But I don't know. I just feel like this came out so strong. Bethany Frankel, I don't think should have been the person to hire these attorneys um, because I think she's done some terrible things to people too. And what makes her any better? Like, is she going to be on what end of the union? The part, I mean, she's, she put together and we'll get into it a little later in this episode, this whole agreement between her and this lady named uh, Bunny Barbie for this reality show. And it was ridiculous. So I don't know. I just, it could have been anyone. I would have taken it more seriously, but the fact that it's Bethany and that these accusations are so wild, it just doesn't sit well with me. I think a union's a great idea and that this was not the way to go about it. Uh, but that's my opinion. That's my opinion. So Brian Friedman, this guy we just heard talk for like three minutes, um, he practices entertainment law, business law, copyright, employment, internet, real estate, and sports law. I got that from his website. Um, he was uh, named Hollywood's top 100 attorneys, one of them, 14 times in a row. So he's very well respected. He's well-regarded in Los Angeles. He's big in the entertainment industry. And I'm going to read to you a little bit of the client list that he has. So he's represented Chris Harrison um, in defending Chris Harrison against claims of racism and negotiating like a payout when Chris Harrison left the Bachelor franchise. Gabrielle Union, he represented Gabrielle Union, and he managed a settlement between her and America's Got Talent when America's Got Talent didn't renew Gabrielle's contract, and people said it was based in racism and prejudice. He represented her, got a good payout. He represented Megyn Kelly and defended her when she was fired from NBC for asking why blackface is racist. So um, he ended up getting NBC to pay out the full remainder of Megyn Kelly's contract. He worked on the Michael Jackson estate, handling the disputed debt uh, debt within the estate and handled the $100 million finding Nether, Nether, not Netherland, the $100 million finding Neverland lawsuit against HBO. Maybe it's leaving Netherland. Why do I keep saying Netherland? It's Neverland. I don't know. He has represented Don Lemon, Tucker Carlson, Alanis Morissette, Bethany Frankel, Chris Cuomo, Christopher Nolan, Deborah Duggan, Diplo, FKA Twigs, Jeff Ross, Julia Roberts, Kate Beckinsale, Kevin Spacey, ugh. Lil Pump, Lincoln Park, Mariah Carey, Mike Richards, Octavia Spencer, Quentin Tarantino, Robert Downey Jr., Seth Rogen, Tucker Carlson, and Vin Diesel. So we heard what he just said on TMZ. 
These are big accusations. And a little later in the week, Bethany was caught by TMZ. And in her discussion with them, she was like, listen, I don't know anything about starting a union, just like I didn't know anything about starting a relief work foundation or launching a liquor brand or starting a podcast or starting a YouTube series, but I can do it. I don't know what it takes to run a union, but I know I can do it. (sighs) Maybe that's true. Maybe let's say that's true. But it's just, it's really, it's weird when just last week she was like scarfing lobster and had like butter all over her face and her fingers and she was eating out of an ice bucket. Is that who we want to represent the union? I mean, she looked in unhinged. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, She says over a hundred re- well-known reality stars have reached out to her and as well as chairmen of major networks and that uh, she thinks everyone should be boycotting television shows and that the reality stars who have shows in production right now should be doing something to bring awareness to this whole situation. And Bethany encouraged the Vanderpump Rules people to like bring awareness to this whole thing while they were filming. So she said, quote, it's the reality reckoning and the Bethany clause is changing today. Remember that the reality reckoning. You remember that. So Bethany, unfortunately for everybody, hasn't necessarily had clean hands the entire time she's been dealing in the entertainment industry. In fact, Bethany was trying to be a production person herself, and she was trying to put together a reality show called Mommy Mafia. And she contracted with this woman named Bunny. She's now known as Bunny Hadea, but she was formerly known as Bunny Barbie. She used the name Bunny Barbie, but then Mattel was like, whoa, please stop. Sent her a cease and desist. And then so she changed her name to uh, Bunny Hedia because Hedia is her last name. I'm probably saying that wrong, but that's her married last name. And she was kind of upset because she said she had been going by Bunny Barbie for a really long time, even on her medical record. She was Bunny Barbie. And the reason she used that name was because she has a kid and she just didn't want like her kid to be, you know, exploited and have people know who he is and whatnot. Um, And she was also said she was confused as to why Mattel got so mad because they had been sending her PR boxes and event invites. So all of a sudden, like she's been getting these PR invites and uh, like PR boxes and event invites. And then all of a sudden they're like, actually stop calling yourself Barbie, please. Like we're really mad. And hindsight being 2020, I think they were just preparing for the Barbie movie and wanted to just clear up all the issues with securing handles and making sure that people weren't advertising and then expecting advertisement by being, well, I put Barbie in my Instagram handle name, you know, who knows? Um, So that's why I think they must have sent her the cease and desist, but who knows? It could be any reason. I don't know. But she ended up getting into business, quote unquote, with Bethany Frankel for this movie or this TV program called Mommy Mafia. 
So Bethany said she's going to make the show about moms. It was going to follow Bunny and other moms, and it was supposed to be uplifting. That's great. No one wants to watch a downlifting show about moms. So we're really happy that this could have come to fruition, but it didn't. So Bunny signed an initial contract that lasted for two years. And in that two years, the ball never got rolling on this project. No one ever picked it up. No one was ever able to tell her about the show. Um, But she was dealing with all these restrictions from the contract she signed that required her not to tell anybody about this show that wasn't happening. And she wasn't allowed to post lengthy YouTube videos because presumably she could be putting on her own show and they wanted to keep her for their own mommy mafia show. Um, so a little later in life or a couple weeks ago, bunny Barbie was actually talking to the Instagram account called Bravo boo. And she started spilling the tea and bunny Barbie said that Bethany was like, we'll give you $22,000 a year. For 12 years, that's the price of the contract. So every year for 12 years, we'll give you $22,000 a year. You'll be in our mommy mafia program and it'll be great. And Bethany also wanted to take 15% of all of the income from all of the businesses that these people who signed the contracts for unrelated to the show, unrelated to the show for up to 11 years. So She's getting paid. She would get be getting paid next to nothing and taking a 15% cut on any other income earning business that Bunny was operating. That's crazy. So Bunny read the uh, letter and I guess she had an exchange with her attorney where she was like, what the hell? Like, what is all this? This can't be right. Like, is Bethany really saying that I need to release all rights to privacy and hidden cameras and listening devices in my home. Yes. Bethany wanted bunny to open her home up and have audio on 24 seven video on 24 seven and hidden cameras. So she might not even know where the cameras are. It's like big brother or something that is ridiculous for a whole year. And for $22,000, Would you live in the big brother house for $22,000 all year? She has a child. She has a baby. Of course, she's not going to do that. Bethany wanted the 15% of all the royalties. Well, Bunny Barbie had already started a very successful influencer career. She had a TikTok. She had an Instagram. She also started her own clothing line. So Bunny Barbie was generating income before this reality show was supposed to take off. Obviously, Bethany knew that, or she probably wouldn't have signed up to have this lady as part of her show, right? She wanted a successful businesswoman, Mommy Mafia, I would assume. Who knows? But Bunny, she got pissed, and she was like, listen, this is totally different from the terms that Bethany's shopping around nowadays. Bethany's talking about, oh, we need all this stuff to be kosher and we need to stop preying on people's mental health and we need not kosher as in like religiously kosher. I mean like above water. It needs all let's have some rules and regulations here and stop exploiting the people is what Bethany is trying to say and and get done. But Bunny's like, listen, you're no better. And in fact, you're worse. 
Because according to Bethany, in Bethany's housewife's contract, she invented the quote-unquote Bethany Clause. And according to Bethany, the Bethany Clause prevented Bravo from taking a stake in any of her business ventures, any of them. So Bethany's telling Bravo, you can't have any of my stuff, 0%. And then she's turning around and telling Bunny Barbie, but I get 15% of yours. So at this point, it kind of looks like Bethany's only out for what makes her the most money and what gains her the most popularity, in my opinion. That's just what it looks like. Bethany, of course, is like, well, you know, I wasn't paid very well when I started my reality show career either. And she said she was paid $7,250 for her first season of Real Housewives of New York. And to that, I say she should have gotten paid more too. And I don't think that Bunny Barbie should be paid any less just because Bethany was paid poorly when she started out. How about instead of, well, I didn't get paid a lot, so you shouldn't get paid a lot. You say, hey, I didn't get paid a lot. And that really fucking sucked. And I think that you shouldn't have to go through that. So I think you should demand more money and let me help you. How is that hard? I don't know. It's not. But apparently for Bethany, it is. In this When Bethany got stopped by the TMZ paparazzi, she started talking about how Andy Cohen is a very knowledgeable producer, but that he doesn't understand what it's like to be on the other side of the camera. And maybe that's true. Like, we haven't seen Andy Cohen be a reality star, but does he need to be a reality star? I'm not sure. I think clearly he seems to have good uh, relationships with a lot of these housewives and these other Bravo celebrities because... They're always texting him and calling him. And he even talks about it as though it's almost too much. So it seems like these people do have a lot of access to Andy. And I can't picture and, you know, I don't know. I could be seeing a total facade. But I don't picture Andy being friends with these people, them having that giant baby shower for Andy and then them all being like terribly abused at least somebody would say something before this point. I don't know. Maybe not. Is that victim blamey? I'm trying not to be. I just get confused. I don't know. So then she continues on by saying that Andy Cohen doesn't know what it feels like to be a degraded member of reality television and a person that experiences gotcha moments and is always the last one to know and is effectively treated like a well-paid famous handmaid. So then that confused me too, because it's like, first of all, you're starting this whole conundrum because reality stars aren't paid enough for the exploitation that they go through. But then in this sentence, she's saying these are well-paid famous handmaids. Are they paid or are they not paid? You know, it's, and this is the problem that I have with Bethany. She's always talking out two sides of her mouth. She says there's hundreds of people involved and she's saying Paige DeSorbo's involved, Hannah Burner's involved, like all these people are involved. But then you look at Hannah or Paige's Instagram crickets. They're not saying anything about this. So if it were true that they were supportive of this and wanting to get involved, I think you would be able to tell like maybe they would stop posting on Instagram. You know, they probably wouldn't be posting about filming for Summer House, I would assume. But I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, 
So Bethany and Bunny end up having really bad blood. Baby, now we got bad blood. And Bethany, because, you know, she went on this, Bunny went on this tirade and was like, yo, this is unfair. What the fuck? Oh, actually, this is why Bethany made the video. Bunny went to Coachella with some other influencer. And at Coachella, Revolve had a party called Revolve Fest. And it was like a little Coachella for Revolve. Okay, fine. Influencer party. Well, Bunny and her friend were like, oh, my God, this is not a well-planned event. We got trampled. We got stampled on. Like, it was horrible. We hated it. And they were talking shit on their TikTok pages, as as they should. Like, just because you go to some event doesn't mean you have to have fun. Right? So they go on there talking about this, how much they don't like it. Great. Then Bethany, who wasn't tagged in it and has nothing to do with Revolve, gets on the horn on her total own volition and makes an entire video mocking Bunny, calling her privileged and all this stuff. And maybe she is privileged. Okay, so are you, Bethany. It's just weird. It's just weird to me. So then Bethany goes on her podcast called Just Be, and she says about Bunny, quote, this is a quote that I got from an article, quote, a girl is a trash can, a girl meaning Bunny, is a trash can who sleeps with her best friend's boyfriend. I don't support that woman. A girl lays on her back and is a goddamn gold digger and is superficial and hasn't contributed or made use of her life in any charitable way or anything that adds to the universe and is just withdrawing on the ATM of life. I don't support that woman. Oh my God. Because she didn't have fun at Revolve Fest? Like, holy shit. You would think Bethany, it was like her birthday party or something. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. So Bethany is not reaping what she's sowing. She's not sowing what she's reaping. She's reaping what she's sowing maybe because she's being a rude asshole. And now people are kind of calling her out for it, you know, but She gets involved with this law firm and Bethany is like, I'm still going to stand up for all these people, even though I'm part of the problem, (laughs) even though I'm going around signing up bad uh, bunny Barbie for exploitative, exploitative reality show contracts, screwing her over, wanting to put surveillance video in her house 24 seven underpaying her and then being mean to her on the internet. And we know Bethany likes to be mad at people on the internet because if you listen to my interview with Meredith Lynch, who got a cease and desist from Bethany, Bethany also made like a really mean video about her. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So it just seems like Bethany's MO to be making really rude, quite frankly, TikToks about people who just have comments. But she says, I don't care. I'm still going to be, I'm going to be the number one girl in the group. I'm going to start a union and I'm going to start a war with Bravo and all the other news networks because, because it's time. So this is what the letter says. It's from Friedman and Tattleman LLP, attorneys at law in Los Angeles. They send this letter to the executive vice president of Comcast Corporation and general counsel of NBC Universal, NBC Universal Media LLC. This woman's name is Kimberly D. Harris Esquire. She's an attorney. Regarding demand for immediate litigation preservation hold. That's what this is regarding. Immediate litigation preservation hold. That means please preserve this evidence. We might be initiating litigation. So the letter starts off by saying, dear Kimberly, and I'm not Kimberly, but I will say, I think it's not a great tone to start off a letter by addressing the other attorney by her first name, have a little decency and respect. I think it goes kind of far and don't you know, have some honor for the, I don't know, profession that you're in. Like you can say, dear Miss Harris, dear Miss Harris, but no, dear Kimberly. I don't know. I just find that kind of odd. Dear Kimberly, this firm, along with Mark Gregos, represents a significant number of individuals employed by or contracted with Bravo Media, quote, Bravo, E, and CNBC, collectively NBC, assets owned and controlled by NBC Universal. Great. So these are all the people that are potentially going to be defendants in this lawsuit. Potentially, because one has not been filed yet. Specifically, our clients, so this means multiple people have retained this firm, our current and former cast members and crew members, so they're saying some staff's involved now too, on some of NBC's most lucrative reality television shows. As you know, Kimberly, he's referring to Kimberly, NBC has a pattern and a practice of grotesque and depraved mistreatment of the reality stars and the crew members on whose account this coffers swell. Okay, that's a super weird sentence. On whose account its coffers swell? <sighs> Get over yourself. Like if you can write a sentence that say on whose account it coffers swell and expect people to know what you're talking about, then you could write dear Miss Harris instead of dear Kimberly. I mean, it just seems weird that you could write a sentence that say coffers swell, but can't say dear Miss Harris. So they're saying, as you know, they have this pattern of being grotesque. Well, I'm sure they didn't know that. And if they did, they weren't about to say, oh, we know. We know. 
These individuals have been mentally, physically, and financially victimized by NBC and threatened with ruin should they decide to speak out about their mistreatment. As a result, the sordid and dark underbelly of NBC's wildly consumed reality TV universe has remained under wraps for far too long. Here's the kicker. The very next sentence. Please be advised that the day of reckoning has arrived. Is that not what Bethany said? The reality reckoning? This is a sentence that is written for the newspapers, for the tabloids, for people to grab onto and say, oh, it's a reality reckoning. It's a day of reckoning. It gives this whole scandal a name. It gives it a little catchphrase. It gives it a quick thing to call it in a headline. And it's easy to remember the reality reckoning, you know? So it says, while our investigation is still ongoing, meaning we have no fucking evidence of this and we're desperately trying to find some, we have reason to believe that cast members and crew members on reality TV shows have been subjected to disturbing mistreatment by NBC Universal and or its employees, contractors, and third-party affiliates. So... It's the cast and crew versus the studio. This is the sentence that tells us, you know, we're we're not just having the talent on here. We're also having the people holding the booms, the this, the that. Um, and they're saying, listen, the, our investigation, it's ongoing. We We just heard things and we don't really have proof because if we had proof, we would just file a lawsuit. But we don't have proof. So instead, we're going to tell you don't delete anything. And in the meantime, we're going to keep digging stuff up. But you just leave everything there and just know we're probably going to sue you soon. Okay. Or you could just file the lawsuit, send this letter simultaneously and say, we have reason to believe that you're fucking up. So fucking stop it. But no, they didn't do that. So then the man goes on by saying this includes, but is, oh, about the disturbing mistreatment. The disturbing mistreatment includes, but is not limited to deliberate attempts to manufacture mental instability by plying cast members with alcohol while depriving them of food and sleep. And this is exactly what the people from The Bachelor have always been saying. It's like, they get us wasted and we can't sleep the night of the rose ceremonies. And sometimes they're up until like 3 a.m. Or sometimes you'll even see at the end of the rose ceremonies, like the sun's coming up and they're wasted, like having the spins. So this is just an accusation. Um, there, It might be true. It might not be true. We don't know because this is just an accusation. Another accusation that the letter makes is denying mental health treatment to cast members displaying obvious and alarming signs of mental deterioration. I would love to know what that's about. So denying mental health treatment. So people are saying, listen, I need to go to therapy or I need to go to the facility. And the studios are allegedly saying, no, you can't go to therapy even though they're mentally deteriorating. Why wouldn't, I don't know. Why wouldn't you just quit? I mean, I guess you can't always just quit your job, but 
I don't know. I just, it's interesting to me. Like there's the, tell us more, I guess is what I have to say. Exploiting minors for uncompensated and sometimes long-term appearances on NBC reality TV shows. Now I will say, I don't know. I don't think TLC is involved with NBC, but I did hear that like the Duggars and stuff, none of those kids were paid for their time on reality television. And I, I think that that's probably true. I don't know if any of the Judice kids have been paid for their time on TV. Has Brianna Culberson Gumbelson been paid for her time on TV? I don't know. I mean, that would be minor, minor, minor exploitation. It would be uncompensating minors. And I, I just don't know. I would love to know if that's true or not. Distributing and or condoning the distribution of non consensual pornography, non-consensual pornography. To me, that means someone sets up a little sneaky hidden camera in your room that you have no idea about, be it a phone in the corner or like, remember when Aaron Rodgers, that football girly, was that her name? She found out that the hotel she was staying in was like spying on her through like the camera through the wall. That's what I get from distribution of non-consensual pornography. Like they're secretly recording people having sex and then threatening to sell it. Interesting. That's horrible. Covering up acts of sexual violence. Um, probably it's the entertainment industry. Refusing to allow cast members the freedom to leave their shows, even under dire circumstances you always have the freedom to leave. I don't know how this, see, and the thing is like, I can't even really comment on it because I don't know how this manifests. What do you mean you're not allowed to leave your show? Like if your contract's over, your contract's over. They can't like be like, oh, it renewed right now. It actually, you're back. Even though you didn't sign anything. That's just not how things work. So then So these are all accusations. We're not even at the preservation letter yet. This is just like, these are all the bad fucked up things you've been doing and we're on to you. So they go on and they say, no doubt Bravo will aver that the cast members and crew members assume those risks contractually, but the law does not countenance waiver of intentional misconduct or gross negligence on innumerable occasions, which we will further detail in due course, meaning we still don't fucking know. And we'll tell you about it when we find out, but there's a lot of times NBC has exceeded the moral and legal limits permissible in a civilized society governed by the rule of law. You're uncivilized. You're a piece of shit. You don't have morals and you're really outside the bounds. Again, really big accusations and they're saying and we'll tell you about them later because we just don't know we just don't know but it's big it's big we think because there's 10 to 15 to 100 people involved maybe i don't know i don't know undoubtedly when fully apprised because we we can't tell anybody about it yet because we just don't know when fully apprised the legal system and the public will agree See, this is what tells me like this letter was specifically leaked to TMZ by this attorney or Bethany because this is ridiculous. T- 
TMZ wouldn't just get this. This isn't filed with the court. This letter was sent via email from Mr. I forget his name, Brian to Kimberly. So the only two people who knew about this letter is the attorney who sent it and the attorney who received it. And maybe the client who got a copy of it, which would have been Bethany. So the people who leaked this letter to TMZ, like the list is small and I bet it's one of the three people and I bet you it's not the lady from Bravo. So I would go ahead and say Kimberly did not email this to TMZ and probably Brian or Bethany did leak it to TMZ. So again, they're saying the public will agree. They really want this in the public. This is one of those things that... They are really hoping that the court of public opinion is going to say this is too much because that's they need the public support because we all like to watch these shows. So they have to make it incredibly disgusting behavior that Bravo's engaged in so that we're like, oh, I can't watch this shit. This is goes beyond the pale, you know. It goes without saying that the foregoing misconduct by NBC Universal and or its employees, contractors, and affiliates exposes NBC Universal to significant legal liability for, among many other things, intentional. So this is this is what they're saying they're going to sue for. This is the trigger of that sentence that they are exposed to significant legal liability for among many other things. So they're saying this isn't the full list. We can add more claims to this, but we think that you're going to be liable when we sue you for intentional infliction of emotional distress, fraud, distribution of revenge porn, and false imprisonment. So intentional infliction of emotional distress, that's just not going to fly because in another episode, I can't remember which one I already told you, the only way you can get intentional infliction of emotional distress is pretty much if somebody purposefully like hurts a member of your family right in front of you. And then because that happened, like you can't stop throwing up and you're in shock permanently and your nerves are fried. Like you have to experience a physical representation of terrible symptoms due to emotional distress. And it can't be like, oh, I was I was in a car accident and now I have trauma. So I, I have an intentional infliction of emotional distress. It has to be someone very, 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 very close to you. Like your child is purposefully injured right in front of you for the purpose of causing you stress and you cause, you get stress and you have some sort of physical ailment that comes with that stress. I mean, it's a lot of levels. So very curious about the intentional infliction of emotional distress claim. I'm very curious. Fraud. Okay. Distribution of revenge porn tells me that they did send it to someone. So I don't know. Did this go around in text messages? Who knows? They didn't tell us. And it sounds like they don't know, but they're going to find out. And false imprisonment. And false imprisonment comes when you are confined to the point where you're not free to leave and you can be confined in like a huge space. Like say they took you to the middle of nowhere and put you in a field. It's like, you're still confined. Like, sure, you might be in a big field, but like you can't really leave and go home. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. So I'm, I'm wondering how they were 
falsely imprisoned, maybe when they're like, no, I want to leave. Like when Shannon always has her meltdowns, like, no, cameras down. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Like, and they're trying to get him to stay. Like, I don't think that's necessarily false imprisonment, but maybe if they force them to stay and lock them in a room, maybe, you know, these are big claims in my opinion. So the letter goes on by saying, since our clients are asserting rights that may result in litigation, meaning we have nothing yet, again, and we might be suing you, it may result in litigation. NBC Universal is advised that a continuing duty to preserve evidence arises once a party has notice that the evidence is relevant to a legal proceeding or when a party should have known that the evidence may be relevant to a future legal proceeding. Furthermore, once a party can reasonably anticipate a legal proceeding, it must suspend its routine document retention and or destruction policy to ensure the preservation of relevant evidence. So this is the key part of the letter. This is the part where they're saying, we might be suing you. We have nothing yet. We might be suing you. And so we're putting you on notice because every business has like, oh, you only have to keep client files for seven years, personnel records for five years or whatever the amount of time may be. And so they're saying, because we might sue you, you can't delete any of that stuff because we might need to get it from you during the lawsuit so we can prove that you've caused intentional inflictions of emotional distress, fraud, so on and so forth. And when you put someone on notice that you're going to probably be suing them and that they can't destroy these documents that might be relevant and you do destroy them, the judge can infer that these documents really did support what the plaintiff is saying that Bravo did and can give it a negative inference towards Bravo. So this is just putting Bravo on notice, like, hey, no more deleting. And say it was like, oh, well, on the third Thursday of every month, we just delete all of our emails, no matter what. Empty out all the trash, like it's routine. Once you get this letter and you're about to be sued, you have to turn that off. Like no more routine deleting. We're saving everything. We're preserving evidence. We're going to make sure that this is a thorough investigation. But as it said in the beginning of that paragraph, since our clients are asserting rights that may result in litigation, there is no lawsuit yet. And it's just a warning, a fear mongering warning. We think you're disgusting. We think you're a piece of shit garbage whores. We think you're fraudulent. We think you're distributing revenge porn and exploiting minors and causing people mental health crises. Um, and so on and so forth. And so don't delete anything so that we can prove that. And they have to not. So then the letter goes on by saying what exactly this law firm wants to make sure that Bravo preserves. So they say the scoop, the scoop, the scoop of this preservation duty, the scope of this preservation duty covers all the electronically stored information. Everything on computers. So accordingly, NBC Universal's obligation to preserve all relevant documents and data includes not only hard copy documents, so not just the things you already printed out, but also audio recordings, videotapes, emails, instant messages, 
Word documents, spreadsheets, whatever databases you got going on, phone call logs, contact information, internet files, like all the shit that you could possibly think you generate working at your job. They're like, you have to keep all of it. No deleting, none of that. Great. This can all be hard copy files. It can be computer drives. It might be your CDs. You have to not damage any CDs. Uh, Maybe you have an old laptop. You can't throw that away. You got to keep that old laptop. No throwing away your old phones. I mean, we just had a client who's suing someone and in his lawsuit, he's the plaintiff. But the defendant was like, well, you can't throw away any of your stuff either. So our client just came and turned in his old phone and got a new one. And we're holding that safe. And that's normal and fine. You know, everything must be preserved during litigation. So this is just standard. This isn't all the rest of this is not scary. It's quite boring and really lame. Please be aware that any of the above mentioned sources of relevant information may include personal computers and mobile devices. If employees of NBC Universal use personal computers or mobile devices to conduct business for NBC Universal. So they're like, just because you work on a work computer, like you might have used your personal computer to send revenge porn. And so that also counts. You can't delete that. So they say, please take immediate steps to preserve all existing documents and data relevant to NBC Universal's treatment of cast members and crew members on NBC's reality shows to prevent the overriding or any other possible destruction of this relevant document and data. And these are specifically the documents that they want to make sure Bravo and NBC doesn't ruin. Okay, so they're saying any and all documents related to NBC's policies regarding cast members and crew members' mental health on reality show televisions, practice and policies regarding cast members or crew members' physical health on reality shows, policies and practices regarding the consumption of alcohol or drugs by cast and crew. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Regarding sleep, rest, and meal breaks for cast and crew, uh, regarding sexual violence and harassment with cast and crew, regarding the use of underage participants in connection with reality shows, underage uh, uh blah the exploitation of underage participants on its reality tv shows any documents and correspondence and communications regarding nbc's oversight of cast members and or crew members physical and mental health correspondence and communications about um the consumption of drugs and alcohol Communications regarding meal breaks, regarding sexual violence and harassment, and then all videos of sexual activity involving cast members on NBC's reality shows, whether they're taken by the cast members, the crew members, or third parties. They're like, you need to save all them nudes. All communications um, to or from NBC employees or contractors that in like concern the involvement in or awareness of distribution of non-consensual pornography in connection with cast members and or crew members on these television shows, all communications to or from employees or contractors, including but not limited to executives concerning the exploitation of minors, um, communications concerning suicide or attempted suicide of cast members and or crew members communications including alleged sexual violence perpetrated by or against cast and crew communications concerning treatment of cast members and crew members in connection with the reality shows communications concerning cast and crew any treatment just the treatment all communications concerning the treatment of cast and crew communications concerning cast members and crew members, mental health and communications, including and not limited to concerning cast members and or crew members seeking mental health treatment in connection with these reality shows. So they're saying, if you have anything that relates to any of these things, you are not allowed to delete them. Because we are going to be needing those documents. So get them ready and don't be deleting them. So then they're saying the next paragraph is the description of the hold and the information subject to the hold. So they're saying you and all of your subsidiaries, uh, NBC Universal, you must immediately put a hold on all of your electronically stored information. You can't be deleting anything, preserve all passwords, preserve all decryption procedures, uh, network codes, ID names, tutorials, keep it all. You should not pack, compress, purge, or dispose of any files, nothing. You are further requested to immediately identify and modify or suspend features of your operations and devices in routine operations um, that might cause the loss of documents or tangible items. Examples of such features and operations include, but are not limited to, purging the contents of emails, of email repositories by age, capacity, blah, blah, blah. So it's like we said, like you can't be 
if you have your things set to immediately dump out all of your email into the garbage every third Thursday of the month, take that away. You can't be putting anything in the garbage. Servers. Anything that you have on a server needs to be preserved. Storage. Anything that you use for online storage needs to be preserved. You have any magnetic tapes, optical media, electronic media, any any sort of thing. Computers, microchips, mainframes, photographs, keep them. Personal computers. It doesn't matter if it's your personal one. If you used it and it has anything regarding this stuff on it, you got to keep it. A floppy disk, a CD, a tape, all those other things, whether they're personal or not, got to keep them. No throwing them away. Portable systems. Um, what are portable systems? Oh, it looks like it's uh, thumb drives, CD discs, PDAs, smartphones, mailboxes, voicemail. Remember back in the day, like people's voicemail would be just like, not a phone, but like a tiny speaker phone sort of thing. And you'd push a button and it would be like, you have three messages that you'd have to keep that. Additionally, if any of your employees or anyone else related to this business used email accounts or services to send or receive anything that might be relevant, all the contents of those messages should be preserved as well. Then they go on by saying just the last cover your ass thing with regards to documents, tangible things, and electronically stored information that are created or come into your custody after this letter, you should really be sure to avoid destroying them because you're already on notice. So then they say this letter is not intended to put forth our client's entire position on this matter. So there might be more information that you need to safe. And so nothing, nothing in this letter should tell you like where it said, these are the four claims we can make intentional infliction of emotional distress, yada, yada, yada. They're saying just because that's what we wrote doesn't mean we're just limited to suing you for that. Like we might be suing you for more. So just buckle up. And that's what Brian is saying. So all of, all this is, is these are identifying documents, identifying storage devices, identifying procedures that Bravo and NBC just needs to preserve because litigation might be filed, but isn't all the way filed. So, I mean, I think lawsuits like this and issues that these people are talking about with regard to what they're accusing Bravo of doing, it is important that we have labor unions. Um, So what is a labor union? Well, according to the U.S. Department of Labor, it says that labor unions help improve wages and working conditions for all workers, whether you're part of the union or not, they don't care, they'll still help you out. They negotiate for higher wages and benefits, and they help lessen racial wage gaps. So right now, the most famous strike that's going on for a union is the Writers Guild of America strike. It started on May 2nd, 2023. The Writers Guild was like, look, you guys, you executives over at these big firms are making so much money off streaming and we're making none and you've got to stop. So 
the writer's strike is sort of doing the same thing here. They're saying, look, we need equal pay or it doesn't even need to be equal. We just need to have some pay. You're not paying us at all. And that's ideally what the reality stars want too. Like we want you to pay us. We want you to respect our mental illnesses, I guess. We, all this stuff. So it is, unions are always good. I support unions. I just, I think it's fishy that Bethany is the one doing all of this when she has created such nasty environments herself. And it just doesn't make sense to me. So pro-union, not pro-Bethany union over here. But I am curious, like, what you guys think. Like, do you think this stuff is true? Who do you think are the people involved? Are there 10 to 15 people involved or hundreds of people involved? And who do you think are involved? Like, DM me. Let me know. I want to know your thoughts. That's it for the letter. Let's get into the criminal behavior. For those of you who don't know, criminal behavior is just like, that stuff that happens out in the world that just like is so fucking criminal and the people who do it should just be thrown in jail without even a trial. Like it's just so bad. And my criminal behavior this week is when you go to a restaurant and the fucking booth is so small. Like we went to a restaurant this weekend. We had a party of eight. I requested a party of eight. I confirmed the party of eight verified the party of eight. They walked us to this table that was clearly six people could fit at six. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like we said eight and they just had eight people squeezed into the booth. The two people on the ends of the booth were like, had their feet hanging off, just like supporting them so they could stay in the seat. And it wasn't just our party who was doing that. Like all of the booths had way too many people in them. And I think that's got to stop. You cannot be squeezing people into booths like that. It's not right, especially when you're paying like a lot of money per plate, like with inflation and everything, like I I just can't. And the way that the, the way that you have to sit, like my knees were hurting by the end of it. I just want to enjoy myself. So it's just got to stop this booths that are too small. Anyway, thank you for listening. Go leave a five-star review. Make sure you're following me on Instagram and TikTok. And I guess I'll see you guys next week. If you guys liked listening to this episode, head on over to Patreon and you can watch it. Allegedly Bravo podcast is hosted, produced, and researched by Lauren Peavy House. Allegedly Bravo is available anywhere you listen to podcasts and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without consent. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps me out. This podcast is made available by the lawyer or legal expert for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there's no attorney-client relationship between you and the podcast publisher. Allegedly Bravo podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state. Got it?